Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here as we talk about our favorite topic, YouTube. We stress, yes, we stress about what should our channel be about or what should the next incarnation of our channel should be about. Should we pivot to a new niche? And that's what we're talking about in this show. What should your niche be? Niche, niche, however you wish to pronounce it. I tend to say niche. I believe that's the correct way of going about it. But, you know, call it niche if you want. I'm fine with it. The bottom line is we have to find our place on YouTube. And it's not really easy. You know, there's a basic fact that many YouTubers who are successful today have a number of channels that have died. They have tried one channel idea and it failed. They try another channel idea, it failed. But then another channel idea worked for them. And you have to be careful. There are some things that you can do that we'll talk about a little bit that can really hurt your effort, even if it's a great idea. Even if it does fill a void, you could fail. And I'll share an example of that in a few moments. But it is important to find your place. And sometimes we make a big mistake. We start off by saying, well, I'm gonna start off broad and work my way down. In other words, I'm gonna try a number of different things, see what works, and then narrow down to that niche based on what I see working. Now, that can work if you're within a niche. For example, if you are within a specific industry or a very specific maybe like makeup channels or automobiles. Maybe you can try different types of things within that area and see what happens. But remember the rule. There's a rule that we we live by in Tube Lab's world and many other excellent YouTube educators share the same idea and that is the next video. Getting people to that next video. So if you want to try a bunch of different things like I'm going to do a video on cars and then the next one's helicopters and then the following one's about horses and then hey here's a nice jewelry video let's see which one works well it is possible that one of them could take off and I guarantee you one thing it'll be the one you least like (laughs) it works out that way every time the one you really don't want to do every single day but it, that, that seems to be the one that just takes off. It, it seems to happen more often than you would believe. But the thing is, when people are watching your channel and you do a video about cars, they may not be interested in helicopters. No, some may. And some may not be interested in horses from helicopters and then to jewelry. I mean, you're talking about totally different things. Now, sometimes you can develop your niche based on a style of video, the way you approach video and have many different topics, but it really is better to start the other way around. Start with that narrower niche and broaden out. So you can start off 
with a topic that leads to the next video, that leads to the next video so people are enjoying each video and you don't have a stop sign going to the next video because they really don't care about the next topic. So you certainly can make that big mistake that is very common to start off way too broad. I have made that mistake, I assure you, when really it's the better way of going about YouTube is starting off with your niche. Now, there's a thing that can actually hurt you, a couple things that can hurt you when starting off with, well, I'm now thinking of three things that could hurt you when starting off with a narrow niche. One, it's, it's just too narrow. It's just something that uh, people are not looking for, searching for, there's no audience for, and you're just combining things. And I'm all about combinations. As we've talked about before, the combination code is a core of way I do business and teach business. However, some combinations are just crazy off the charts, are just not gonna hold over time. And maybe one-off could work, but they're not a series. I remember years ago, uh, I was talking to one of my acquisition editors for one of the publishers that I had written books for, and I came up with an idea, and she said, you know, yeah, it's an interesting concept, and maybe it would be a good article, but not an entire book or even book series. And so you need to be thinking about that, too. Is it maybe a good blog post or is it is there somewhere else you can share that information in a one-time scenario? But would people be interested in another video and another video? And maybe two or three are okay and you can see how that works out. But there's another issue you need to consider too. Will you get bored of that topic? How many ways can you share that information before you start maybe running out of ideas? Now, you can create series, playlist series, which is a good way to go about it, especially if you're one of those folks, I just gotta do so many different things. Well, then create playlists and just maybe commit to three to five videos on the same topic and then move on to the next one. That's not always guaranteeing you for success too. You definitely have to have a good umbrella theme to that channel. But that is one way to go about it. And you can broaden as you start to get comments and get ideas of your audience, what, what is it that they really want to know more about or see or how they wish to be entertained. Well, then you can make adjustments along the way. So you have to have this balance. It really does need to be a balance and you don't always get it right the first time. So be open to the fact that, okay, after 50 videos, if I'm not where I want to be, I'm gonna try a new channel or pivot my channel. Sometimes it's better to start a new channel and you'll say, wow, I've gained a thousand subscribers on this channel, why don't I just sit here? But the thing is, if you, if you have a channel with a thousand subscribers who are totally into you know, auto racing and now you're starting a comedy channel, it, the, I mean, it's just not gonna help. You, YouTube will actually, with a new channel, give you a little bit of a boost in those first few videos for you to start over, to get the momentum going. But if you pivot on a current channel, that opportunity for momentum with new stuff is not, not there. YouTube isn't out to really help you 
because I mean, when I say YouTube is is helping you, it's not that they're showing you to people that would not like your work, but they know in general what your video is about, the type of video it is, and are going to show it to people to show maybe show it to more people that obviously are not in your audience because you have no subscribers in the beginning, but they're more up to show to the profile. And if people seem to like it, that's how a video one time, first time upload on a new channel can take off. It happens, it happens often. So your first few videos, you have that opportunity, but then over time, it's more dependent upon your audience. And the people who did watch those first few videos now YouTube's going to show it to them. If they don't like it, then YouTube's not going to take the chance and show it to more people beyond your inner circle again. So if you can make a really nice big bang in the beginning and keep that momentum going, you can have a really good YouTube channel. But if you are not there, if you, if you do something that is just not you, it's going, it's going to be hard to keep going. Because honestly, in most situations, YouTube is a long, well, it is always a long-term game. There is no end game on YouTube. You may get to a million subscribers, but then maybe you'll start another channel or you want more subscribers. You want Now you want 10 million subscribers and 50 million subscribers. There's no end game for this, but there's always the pressure to keep it going. And so you need to consider these, these factors that it is a long-term game. So you need to be doing things that you're willing to do over the long-term. The thing is, a lot of people, and I and I just tweeted this out there not that long ago. I, I basically said, look, you know, you don't necessarily have to be the best. However, if it's a it's a long-term game, you have to outlast. So I certainly have done that in many areas of social media and within business. It wasn't that I was necessarily the best, although I'm always trying to get better and improve and improve my processes in my businesses. However, when it comes to things like social media, I definitely have done well because I've outlasted people who gave up. So you don't have to be the best in the beginning, but you most certainly need to have that long view of continuously improving and in educating yourself in trying to do different things, but within a way that people will look. Actually, I, I, I just did a video recently where I was talking about customers. And one thing that customers and your audience, in a sense, is your customer. People don't like change. So if you start to change things a lot, your audience may very well not like it. Now, you can do gradual improvements, and so that's what I recommend. Just do gradual improvements, test things. Don't just do something totally new and say, that's the way I'm gonna do it. Get a sense of what your audience thinks of it. And if you do need to pivot along the way, you can do so in a, if you do it right in some situations, as long as there's something that's related uh, to your cur current audience, you can pivot in a way that will guide your audience along with you on that journey. But there's one thing that every YouTuber probably will tell you straight up is a fact. Their first video was horrid. And, and I've, I've mentioned this before, you know, I came into this game 
as a speaker, someone who's written books, traveled all over the place, speaking to people live and, and even doing video interviews and videos and thinking, well, this is going to be no problem at all. And of course, it was, it's been very tough, but I'm, a, I'm in a very tough niche and I'm in an area where, you know, not everybody goes to YouTube for. Yes, it's educational, but a lot of people want to be entertained or listen to music. Um, and when I'm talking about growing a business, there's a finite group of people who are actually looking to do that other than the quick money stuff. There are people who are really into the quick money, and that's not what I'm about. So I have a very defined niche. And there are a lot of very good people, and quite honestly, a lot of people who share and, and do a better job at video in explaining the stuff. So you need to, with that in mind, take a look at what other people are doing within your niche. And not to say, oh my gosh, they are so good, I, I shouldn't even start. No. Use them as inspiration. And that's what I do. I do look and I see how other people are doing a, a really good job and trying to pick up little ideas that maybe I can incorporate in my videos within my niche to improve what I am doing. And I've been doing this a number of years now on a regular basis, creating videos on a regular basis. And I'm always trying to improve the end product. But, you know, sometimes we are faced with a fact, and this is something I have to face too, is I'm still me, and I bring me to the table, and if I'm doing on camera, and it's, it's my personality, I, uh, I, I have to understand that I don't have the personality as maybe some other people who are doing really well, or some new people who come in who are really funny and charismatic and can overtake my channel very easily. I have to be and understand who I am and appreciate my audience for where they are. Everybody has a different journey. And again, going all the way around, we're going back to that niche, and that niche that you're willing to do over the long term. This is not a few week thing, this is multiple year thing to get where you wanna go in many cases. So a few more ideas about finding your niche. Think about your interests, and your passions. Obviously, I've kind of implied this when I talked about things you would want to do over a long period of time. But, you know, you may have passions and interests that are well beyond or a little bit nuanced compared to the obvious ones. Because you may have some things that are obvious. It's like people know you for this. And maybe that's the direction you go. But maybe there's something else that you have a very similar or strong passion but there's not quite as much competition. And that's something you really should consider. If there is a lot of competition and you have another area that you are passionate about, could go for the long term, but there doesn't seem to be as much competition, but there is demand, that very well may be where you want to go. Are you trying to solve problems for people? And what kind of problems can you solve? So continuously research and take a look at what is happening on YouTube. Watch YouTube videos. That is one of the foundational things. You must continuously watch YouTube videos to get an idea of what's trending. Hit that trending tab and take a look. It doesn't mean you have to do those kinds of videos, but it'll give you an idea of what the big channels or 
the channels that are getting the most attention are doing. Because quite often, my little sales marketing, grow your digital world channels, you know, those aren't on the trending tabs. If so, very rarely somebody who got in early maybe on a technology, but that does not happen very often. Now, if you have a few ideas, there's nothing wrong with asking friends and family. Now, they, they can lead you astray, but maybe see which ones get them more excited when you list two or three or four different ideas. But you can also use your social media. If you have Twitter or Facebook, create a poll and ask people what would be interesting to them. Or maybe rather than the topics, create four different headlines or three different headlines on the different topics and see which one gets the most votes. That might give you a little bit of a hint in terms of the direction you can go. Some people actually use Google ads to do this or Facebook ads to test ideas and headlines. You may not wanna jump into that arena in the beginning, but that's something you can do. And there are other tools you can use to A-B test, say, thumbnails and titles. But right now we're just looking for our niche. We're trying to start off on the right foot and nothing is certainly guaranteed. So do polls more than once. Come up with a number of headlines for each of your ideas and do the poll at different times of the day, different social media even, to see what kind of reactions you get from those headlines because that can really clue you into what people, at least the people in your sphere, might be most interested in. We also have to consider our traffic sources when we go through this process what type of traffic source will supply our niche with viewers. Are we depending on the search, YouTube search engine? Are we looking for topics that people are searching for, problems that they want to solve and they're putting it in the search engine or through Google? They can find our videos through Google too, but same kind of idea. They're problem solving quite often, answering a question or are we trying to be more entertainment oriented? In other words, people watch one video to the next because they're being suggested. Now that is the way to go. If you really want a big channel, that's for sure the way you want to go. You want to get into browse features, but then definitely into suggested, being the suggested video after other bigger videos. And that's going to drive some traffic to you and help you grow your channel. But Honestly, if you're more of an educational how-to channel, it may be search in terms of where you want to start. And quite often, many of us need to start in search at some level, but you need to think about the long term of your niche. What is the best source of traffic for the channel that you're trying to create? Another thing you can do if you're trying to pivot or find a new niche is also when you get an idea, Look around in other social media to see not only are there big accounts on YouTube, but what about Instagram? What about Facebook groups? Are there Facebook groups related to what you're trying to create? So you have some resources. Take a look in trends, Google Trends, and see if the interest in what you're trying to do is on an uptrend or a downtrend. If it's on a downtrend, you very well may be going against the grain and you may have trouble 
building momentum. YouTube is a momentum machine and that momentum breeds more momentum and that's how the big channels get bigger. So you need to remember that. Again, when you're trying to put your best foot forward when beginning or pivoting in your niche. The next thing you might want to consider as part of this niche development process, are there opportunities to make money within that niche? Real opportunities to make money. In other words, are there products and services around what you're doing that maybe somebody would want to sponsor what you're doing? Something you can consider, especially if you're getting into YouTube for the monetary part of it. Yes, of course, YouTube AdSense is a, a source of revenue. However, if you're doing it right, it is only 10 to 20% of the revenue that you're making on YouTube. So write down ideas, ask friends, do some polling, and find a niche that you're willing to jump into over the long term that could provide income in the future. If you want to leave a live audio comment or a suggestion or a topic idea, I'm happy to entertain it. I now have flipped that button here on Anchor, which is what I'm recording on, so you have the opportunity to actually ask questions. And if you want, just let me know. I will actually put it in the show. I think that would be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you next time on the Tube Labs podcast. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at the tubeblog.com.